In the whirlwind year of 2014, a project with boundless potential was brewing. A sitcom spinoff of a beloved show, How I Met Your Mother. The new series was aptly named How I Met Your Dad, and anticipation was high for its massive commercial success. Leading the charge was a young indie actress yearning to break into the mainstream and claim her well-deserved spot in the limelight. This was her moment to shine, and she was ready to embrace it with all her heart. Her name was Greta Gerwig. Now, hold on a second. You might be thinking, wait, I've heard of the show called How I Met Your Father, starring Hilary Duff on Hulu. Well, you're right, but in 2014, the show was called How I Met Your Dad, and Greta Gerwig was a star, and was about to embark on a journey that could potentially catapult her career to new heights. The pilot season was in full swing, and the excitement on set was palpable. This was Greta's big chance, the culmination of all her hard work, sacrifices, and tireless efforts to make it in the cutthroat world of Hollywood. In her small trailer, she felt the weight of the moment, the chance to be a part of a colossal network hit that would bring her the recognition she craved. But as fate would have it, the dream didn't quite unfold as planned. The pilot episode failed to impress the executives, and How I Met Your Dad was indefinitely shelved. For Greta, it was yet another setback, another moment of frustration in a career that has seen its sheer of ups and downs. The disappointment could have been crushing, and it would have been so easy to give up to the dark whispers of self-doubt and defeat. Yet, Greta chose a different path, one that would shape her future in a remarkable way. Instead of letting the setback deter her, she took matters into her own hands. She knew it was time to pursue her own personal project, one that would resonate deeply with her artistic vision. With determination and courage, she embarked on a journey of creativity and self-discovery. Little did she know that this personal project would be the turning point in her career. It would become her magnum opus, her ticket to mainstream success, and a testament to her tenacity and talent. In this pursuit, Greta Gerwig would craft her own destiny and her name would soon become synonymous with artistic brilliance. Hi, my name is Andrew Ashley, and there's a lot of ways I could introduce myself. I'm the CEO of Audiopilot, the company behind this podcast. I'm a documentarian, writer, and media producer. But a more honest way of introducing myself in this context would be I'm a failed filmmaker. Yep, although I've been working in media production for around 12 years now and have had a lot of success in different mediums and different projects, I've never actually found success in producing my own feature films. In fact, I can say with pride that at this point, I've failed a total of four times in taking a script and getting it to screen. Really, it's part of the reason I started Audiopilot in the first place, to help aspiring filmmakers turn their projects into dynamic audio dramas as a proof of concept to try and be heard. Because let's face it, 
it's really, really hard to be heard, to get that investor to invest, to get that agent to read and buy into your story, your vision, to break into this incredible industry. And so I'm on a mission. The way I see it, there are endless courses, podcasts, and YouTube channels that tell you about the skills used to create great stories. But as someone whose biggest struggle has been the personal toll, stress, heartbreak, and rejection that any creative faces in the space, I'm more interested to learn the skills that help creatives overcome those setbacks. By learning about the stories behind the directors, screenwriters, and producers who went from having a dream, having an idea, experienced flops, heartbreaks, and setbacks, and somehow persevered and became the legends they are today. What's their story? And what can I, we, learn from it? This is From Flop to Fame, where we unveil filmmakers' forgotten beginnings. I'm Andrew Ashley, your host, and this is episode one, Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig's ascent in the film industry has been nothing short of remarkable. With her distinct voice, undeniable talent, and commitment to authentic storytelling, Gerwig has carved a unique path as an actress, writer, and director. Gerwig began her career in the early 2000s and have since become one of the most celebrated figures in the film industry. But of course, things didn't start that way. It's the late 80s in Sacramento at the Gerwig house. Greta's parents, despite being nine to five professionals, both have a passion for arts and creativity. Greta's mom is a nurse and her father is a financial consultant, but they have a passion for art and photography. And this creative environment is allowing Greta to express her own artistic expression, even at an early age. Of course, this is a common lesson we hear about when it comes to setting yourself up for success as a creative, being intentional in cultivating an environment that nurtures your creativity and encourages you to explore your passions couldn't be more important. Surrounding yourself with supportive individuals who believe in your potential. Now, of course, in this context, Greta didn't really have a choice in this, but it's clear that this setting helped her explore her creative self. The nurturing environment taught her the importance of embracing her passions and pursuing her dreams with unwavering dedication. Believe it or not, at this point of her life, it wasn't screenwriting or directing that captured her attention. It actually was dancing. During her childhood and teenage years, Greta received training in ballet and modern dance. She joined dance programs and took classes at various studios in her hometown. According to Greta herself, she was so intense as a child like if she loved an activity, it was quite impossible for her to do it halfway. So she poured herself into ballet dancing so much, it was scary. 
Greta has said in past interviews that if she could have, she would have spent four hours a day, seven days a week, in ballet if she could. Eventually, her mom felt like it was getting too intense and took her out of ballet and enrolled her in a hip-hop dancing class instead. Yeah, it was that intense. But even here, we see a valuable attitude towards life, right? To be a successful creative, you kind of have to be an intense, obsessive maniac. There's no halfway. Lifestyle balance be damned when you're starting out. All the artists that end up being successful tend to have this quality. And yeah, once again, it may be unhealthy in the grand scheme of things, but there's no denying that in order to reach your ambitious creative goals, you have to be hungry. And Greta was. At the end of high school, Greta got bit by the theater bug and decided that she wanted to go to New York University to get a degree in musical theater. But before she could set her eyes on the stage, her mom brought her down to reality. According to Greta, her mom was not willing to pay the $40,000 for her to quote unquote, learn how to tap dance, which is like an experience a lot of us can relate to when we tell our parents, hey mom, hey dad, I want to major in making movies. Yeah, communicating our aspirations to family can be a struggle and often leads us to having to put aside our ambitions and make some adjustments to appease our family. And unfortunately, Greta's situation was no different. It's 2001 on a Tuesday night and Greta is in Bernard College Library up late studying. Greta ended up adjusting her ambitions of doing theater at NYU and ended up majoring in English and philosophy at Barnard College. She's even flirting with the idea of becoming a lawyer. But don't get it twisted. Even though Greta has become quite the academic, she still makes time for her creative side. Outside of school, she participates in the college theater scene. She recently co-wrote and performed in a play titled The Penis Tryout. She did this along with her friend and collaborator, Joe Swanberg, which at this point in her life has gained some attention within the theater community. She also gets involved in the Columbian University varsity show with her dorm mate, Kate McKinnon. Now, if you recognize that name, you should, because Kate McKinnon would of course later become the legendary SNL star and also stars in Greta's 2023 film, Barbie. Look at that. But all this fun was on the side. See, Greta still wasn't fully in on her creative passions. In an interview she later has with The Guardian, Greta talks about how this fact sometimes worries her. The fact that her counterparts seemed to have known they wanted to be directors from the earliest age. And she worries that she doesn't have the same singularity of purpose. But this will all change soon because at some point during college, Greta decides to pursue the arts as a career. Specifically, she wants to be a playwright. So she starts applying to join a MFA program with an emphasis in playwriting. Finally, she's following her dreams. But like 
all of us can relate to, from the very beginning, she faced a setback. It's a summer day in 2002, and Greta checks her mail. It's a letter from one of the several MFA programs she applied to. As she opens it, she realizes her fate. Greta was rejected by the program she tried to get into, leaving her without a clear direction as to what she should do next. Now, more than ever, college graduates find themselves in this same place, leaving school with big dreams and hopes in hand just to get slapped by the cruel reality of the real world. The reality that says just because you have a dream doesn't mean it'll happen, that you're not special, and that making plans based off of your passions is a losing game. That can be a hard reality to stomach. But is it even true? Well, while it is true that oftentimes our expectations aren't quite how things work out, Perseverance is actually the determining factor on whether or not you can pursue your passions. And Greta is a great example of that. See, after she was rejected from an MFA program, she could have just accepted failure, but instead she decided to pivot into acting instead, just to get into the game. There's an important lesson here, right? Embrace setbacks as opportunities for growth and resilience. Remember that every failure or rejection brings you one step closer to success. Perseverance and determination are crucial ingredients in the path of achieving your dreams. And sure enough, this perspective would lead Greta to the beginning of her success. It's 2006. Greta is still studying at Barnard, but she is also going out for local casting. She's taking a career in acting seriously. As she sits in her dorm studying for an exam, she gets a call. It's Joe Swanberg, her friend and colleague, a young filmmaker who has been casting for his new film, LOL. It's a film that examines the impact of technology on social relationships. Joe is one of the leaders in the mumblecore movement. Mumblecore is a subgenre of independent film characterized by low-budget film production and an emphasis on dialogue over plots. Also, a focus on the personal relationship of young adults. And Joe knows who he wants to cast for his new mumblecore film. You guessed it, it's Greta. And just like that, Greta gets her first role in a movie. And it's not a fluke either. After LOL, she gets casted in another mumblecore film called Bag Hit by Jay and Mark Duplass, a very popular director duo known as the Duplass Brothers, another leader in the mumblecore community. And apparently as she does these films, she makes quite the impression on the community. And here, she starts to build some momentum. Greta became more ambitious and proactive with these opportunities, beginning a partnership with Swanberg, which resulted in the duo's co-writing Hannah Takes the Stars, a 2007 film, and sharing both writing and directing duties on Nights and Weekends, a 2008 film. Through these films, she became known as a key figure in the rising mumblecore film movement, 
even referred to as an it girl. Right here, we see one aspect that distinguishes Greta's career, and that aspect is her embrace of collaboration. She thrived in working with like-minded artists, forging creative partnerships that allowed her to explore new storytelling possibilities. Her collaborations with Joe Swangberg resulted in critically acclaimed films that showcased her talent and unique perspective. Here's a lesson I take from this. The importance of fostering meaningful collaborations. Surround yourself with individuals who share your creative vision and challenge you to push boundaries. Collaboration can amplify your strengths and lead to remarkable artistic achievements. It definitely worked for Greta. Why wouldn't it work for you? But despite breaking in and having a lot of success in the specific community, Greta still longed for mainstream success. But it wasn't quite working for her. Mainstream success remained elusive. Of this period in her life, Greta has said, I was really depressed. I was 25 and thinking, this is supposed to be the best time and I'm miserable. But it felt like acting was happening for me, so... I went back to acting classes. As Greta focused on improving herself as an actor, sure enough, she started to get bigger and bigger opportunities. Now, I want to pause right here for a moment and have us think about this. Greta became an it girl in her community. In many ways, she found success, and it would have been quite comfortable to just embrace her high status in this community and become complacent. But no. Greta stayed hungry and demanded more, and not only demanded, but was willing to put in the work to create opportunity for herself. It's 2010, and Greta is sitting at a coffee shop in the heart of LA, getting some writing done. When all of a sudden, she gets a call. This award-winning director, Noah Bambach calling about a movie he's making with Ben Stiller. You guessed it, Noah is wanting to cast her in his movie. Not just as a character, but for the starring role acting against Ben Stiller himself. And just like that, Greta has finally gotten the opportunity to go mainstream. And she gave her performance her all. In fact, in an appraisal of her work in this film, the New York Times critic A.O. Scott described Gerwig as an ambassador of a cinematic style that often seems opposed to the very idea of style. She seems to be embarked on a project, Scott wrote. A very, very, very fancy way of saying she did great. In fact, as a result of her performance, she landed her first talk show appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Greta was flying high on the outcome of this project and she was determined to keep the momentum going. And lucky for her, there was a project coming up the pipe that she was able to get cast in as a lead, no less. In 2012, HBO announced its plan to develop a television series with a star-studded cast, Edwin McGregor, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and of course, Greta Gerwig. This was a huge W for Greta. Working with a mainstream network like HBO and mainstream co-stars, this was just what she was looking for. Unfortunately, 
her excitement would soon turn into disappointment. The HBO series did not move forward. No official reason was given for the project cancellation, but there were reports of creative differences between the writers and the producers. These disagreements reportedly led to the project being put on hold indefinitely. This was a major blow for Greta. She was ready to make big moves. She was so close to mainstream, she could taste it. Just to be crushed and hit a wall. What do you do when you face that type of setback? When the momentum changes, when your hopes and dreams are interrupted by heavy doses of reality? If you're like me, you may have a season of soaking, thinking you're a failure, loser, and that you were delusional for even thinking you'd succeed. But don't be like me. Be like Greta. See, as we learned earlier, Greta doesn't spend too much time soaking when things go wrong. She gets to work. Greta decided to use her collaboration skills she developed with her earlier Mumblecore community to work with the last director she worked with, Noah Bombach. The two co-wrote his next film, Francis Ha, which was released in May 2013 after having toured the festival circuit since September 2012. Oh, and Greta? She played the lead character. Initially, she hesitated about being in the film, citing reasons of ego. She was quoted saying, it felt kind of disgusting, like baking a cake and eating it yourself. But Noah insisted she be the lead. And good thing she listened, for it was this film that truly put her on the map. Not too long after the film came out, Greta received a nomination for a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress. This was huge for Greta. Finally, she was getting some real mainstream attention for her work. Although she didn't win that year, this recognition brought her a lot of opportunities, as you can imagine. Which leads us to where we started, when Greta is cast as the lead of a major network pilot, How I Met Your Dad. But of course, despite the momentum from the popular IP, How I Met Your Dad didn't work out. Her show was not picked up to series. Now, if we're honest, getting your pilot canceled is a pretty common event in the industry. That being said, it doesn't mean it isn't hurtful or discouraging. To go from the potential of starring in a network show to having no job at all can create quite the emotional whiplash. And while you may have not experienced setbacks at this level, I'm sure you can think of a time when that project lost its funding, uh, that idea was rejected, or that job let you go. Dark times, man. Dark times. But here we continue to learn about Greta's drive. She kept working. Between 2014 and 2017, Greta did several smaller projects, such as Maggie's Plan, Jackie, and 20th Century Woman. And despite these projects being smaller roles for her, she actually got a lot of praise for her performances. 
including a nomination for the Critics' Choice Movie Awards. But let's be clear, while Greta was working as an actor in small roles, she was also cooking up her next move to challenge herself by writing and directing her first feature film. Around 2013, Greta began working on a script, largely based off her own life. And while she was getting small parts in movies between 2014 and 2016, Greta continued to develop the idea, this script, eventually calling it Lady Bird. Once she was done, she knew she had to make this film and get into the director's chair. So she started the journey of finding a producer to help her get this made. Greta started to look for a producer who believed in her vision. She wasn't going to compromise her ideas, and she needed to find someone who could buy into them. That's when she connected with Scott Rudin, who had a track record of supporting independent films and nurturing emerging talent. Rudin recognized the authenticity and unique voice in Greta's script and came on board as a producer. And with Rudin's support, Greta and the production team pitched the project to various studios and financiers. With the strength of the script, Greta's reputation as an actress, and the producer's involvement, all that helped generate interest and secure the necessary financing to bring the film to production. There's another really important lesson here. See, Greta wasn't able to become a director overnight. In fact, one of the main reasons she got the opportunity to make her film is because she had been working in the industry for lesser and smaller roles as an actor for years. This diligent, thankless work outside of the mainstream is what I believe actually allowed her the opportunity to make her film and be in the mainstream. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of great scripts that never get made, that never get attention. But Greta, whether intentional or not, played the long game. It's important to remember not to put the cart before the horse in your own career. The most successful artists often had to wait years while working steady, unsexy jobs before they got the spotlight. But for Greta, once she got hers, she did not disappoint. In 2017, Greta made her solo directorial debut with the coming-of-age comedy drama Lady Bird. Upon its release, Lady Bird received widespread critical acclaim, with reviewers praising Gerwig's screenplay and direction. The film was chosen by the National Board of Review, the American Film Institute, and Time Magazine as one of the top 10 films of 2017. According to Rotten Tomatoes, it was given 196 positive reviews in a row, making it the record holder for the most fresh review. And it currently has a 99% rating on the website right now. But that's not all. At the 75th Golden Globe Awards, Lady Bird won Best Motion Picture and also received nominations for Best Screenplay for Gerwig and at the 90th Academy Awards, it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay. When the nominations were announced, 
Gerwig became the fifth woman in Oscar history to be nominated for Best Director. When she found out about the nominations, Gerwig said she was in various states of laughing and crying and yelling with joy. Indeed, life is full of unpredictable twists and turns. But Greta Gerwig's journey is a testament to the power of resilience and self-belief. From the disappointment of a shelved pilot to the triumph of her personal project, she proved that failure could be a stepping stone to greatness. Through it all, she stayed true to her vision, transforming setbacks into stepping stones and charting her own course to success. So, the next time you face a setback or encounter an unexpected detour on your journey, remember Greta Gerwig. Embrace the challenges, lean into your creativity, and stay steadfast in your pursuit. You might just find that your own personal project born from the depths of disappointment holds the key to unlocking a future beyond your wildest dreams. Just as it did for Greta Gerwig. Thank you for listening. Obviously, we're a brand new podcast and we're trying to create some momentum ourselves. So I would really, really appreciate you subscribing to this podcast and also leaving a review. I'm told that that is a great way for new people to find this podcast. It's really great to meet you and I look forward to continuing to learn in this series from flop to fame.